When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So if you've been asking yourself over the last couple months, why does silver and gold continue to drop? And you've been answering that question with answers like, well, it's just manipulation, right? It's just the, the powers that be, the bullion banks, central banks, whatever, controlling the markets. It's just the paper markets controlling a physical asset. You're moving in the right direction. You're on the right path with that answer. And I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to say that you're wrong because that certainly is a role. This is manipulation. This is the paper markets controlling physical markets, as insane as that sounds. However, in this video today, I want to talk about one specific asset, or more accurately, one specific market that over the last couple of months has correlated extremely well with the price of silver and gold and gives us some insight as to where they're heading next. Dare I say, it's been the factor, the only thing that matters right now for the price of silver and gold. And that's been the case for a couple months now. What I'm talking about is the Chinese yuan. More accurately, the market or the exchange rate between the U.S. dollar and the Chinese yuan. It has dropped significantly over the last couple months as China has looked to devalue their currency. Uh, another way of putting it would be that China has allowed the markets to devalue their currency. They, they have intervened less than usual, allowing the yuan to weaken relative to the U.S. dollar. Now, the two major reasons for this, A, that's put, the, weakening their currency and, and, and strengthening the dollar relative to their currency has the effect of negating some of the tariffs that, US, that the U.S. And, and Donald Trump are putting on Chinese imports to the United States. And it also has the effect of basically implementing a tariff, you could say, in, in theory, implementing a tariff of sorts on um, U.S. imports into China. Now, obviously, you know, the whole idea behind tariffs is that they're taxed. There's not going to be any revenue exchange in hands here um, in, in terms of, of taxes on imports and exports. Uh, however, basically, that's how currencies work and that's how, how trade policy works. If you have a stronger currency, you can buy more. But... It's going to hurt your exports. And so China, being a major exporter to the United States, has been trying to, many think at least, um, and, and I would agree, that part of this devaluation has been because China's wanted to, to weaken their currency relative to the U.S. dollar. It, it helps their exports, helps negate the effect of some of the tariffs that the U.S. has been putting on their imports. And it also puts a bit of a tariff on a, a, a tariff of sorts. It's, it's not an actual tariff on U.S. imports into China. The, the other reason is that China has for, for a while now been making a, an attempt, I would say in some ways, almost a half-hearted attempt, especially given this devaluation and, and some of their weakening their money, monetary policy, a half-hearted attempt to deleverage their economy specifically the corporate sector, the corporate financial sector. What I mean by that is that it is just saturated, saturated with debt. 
their their financial sector over in China, um, and, and that's that's the that's the sector that's on the surface. So it's not even to mention the, the the shadow banking sector over in China, which is a whole other problem with with lack of regulation, extremely risky, um, but but they are saturated with debt over in China at the corporate level. They have been for a while, and their government realizes that this is a problem. Right, um, they realize that you know the, you have their, their the chairman or whatever the director of their um, central bank saying things like uh, we could be reaching a Minsky moment as more and more debt is created to to basically drive economic growth. There's going to become a point now where where more debt will not create more economic growth. It'll actually take away from economic growth. So so that's the other reason is that basically they've been easing some of their their financial conditions, their their monetary policy. Because while they've been trying to deleverage, it's it's sparked a, a series of major bankruptcies, set some shockwaves through their economy. You know, with this talk of a trade war, which is not going to help their economy either. You've seen the Shanghai Composite. You know, their their stock markets um, drop significantly over the last uh, couple months, and and they need to ease. They need to ease monetary policy because well, they have a bubble of an economy, and and if it pops abruptly, which just because they're easy doesn't mean that it won't. Um, it, it could be disastrous for their economy. It could be disastrous for, for everything that they've done in terms of economic growth over the last uh, 10 years, or at least a lot of it. So so that's why they've been weakening their, their currency. Now, bring this back to silver and gold. But before I talk about where it's potentially heading, um, too much at least, uh, and what you know, what is China's long-term plans, I want to put this in perspective. Back in August of 2015, China shocked the world in devaluing their currency almost overnight. And then they continued to devalue it after that. When this occurred back in August of 2015, um, the exchange ratio between the uh, Chinese yuan and the U.S. dollar was about 6.2 to 1. 6.2 yuan to every U.S. dollar. They overvalued, or they devalued it almost overnight to around just shy of 6.4 to 1. And then they continued to do that after that. Um, all the way up to around just shy of seven to one. That's that's a number. That's an important number that I'll be covering here in a second. Seven to one. Um, already this year in this period of devaluation. Of course, the yuan strengthened following that. Um, beginning in April of this year, okay, they began devaluing it from around six point two six. That's where it was at the beginning, all the way up to where it is right now, about six point eight five. Okay, a devaluation that has occurred in the span of roughly four months. Okay. Um, it, it's already matched the devaluation, or almost matched the scale of the of a devaluation that occurred over a period of over a year before. Okay, so very significant this devaluation, not just the size, but the pace of this devaluation has been very significant. Um, now, with that being said, seven to one—that's the big psychological level that we have to watch. That is kind of the line in the sand that that China drew. Back in uh, 2000, end of 2016, before the yuan eventually strengthened again. Okay, and and that's very important for us to watch when we're asking how much lower can silver and gold go. You know, if the yuan continues to be devalued, but China once again draws a line in the sand at seven to one, that would equate to gold. If this correlation holds to be true as this devaluation continues. That would that would send gold to about 1180, roughly, maybe a little over 1180, and you'd send silver just shy or just under 15 dollars an ounce. 
Okay, so that's what we can expect from, you know, the, the point of what I'm saying here, so we put this in perspective, and China kind of pumps the brakes on this devaluation around 7 to 1, the bulk of the devaluation has already occurred, and the bulk of the drop in precious metals has already occurred. And that tends to be, the, that tends to be where I see things heading. I don't think that this devaluation is going to blow through 7 to 1, but... The possibility exists, and and you know if we explore that possibility, um, things things get crazy. I mean, what happens if, if all of a sudden China wants to devalue their currency, devalue their currency? You know, um, well, double of what's already occurred, right? What 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 if they're only halfway through this? Uh, that can equate to, to silver dropping to um, you know thirteen something dollars an ounce, right? And gold well below eleven hundred dollars an ounce. The possibility exists. I just think that it's 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 doubtful. I do. Uh, you know, the, the idea of continuing to weaken their currency um, has some positive effects on, on the Chinese economy, especially uh, their, their exports, but it also has some negative effects as well. Um, long term, I don't think a weak currency policy is, is good for any country. It can lead to a significant amount of, of, of flight of capital outside of both the yuan and the Chinese system. It's, I think, going to continue to put some downward pressure on, on their markets. And, you know, they run the risk of, of being labeled a currency manipulator by the U.S. and, and many other uh, powers. And, you know, they, it, there's a lot of potential problems that could, they could, if anything, that could really escalate the trade war even more. Now, maybe China's willing to, to play this out. Um, I, I, I definitely am not of the opinion that the U.S. has a stronger hand in this trade war than China. Not to say that China does, but you know both both countries have a hand to play, but both countries are on fairly um, unstable footing, I believe. But yes, this could go to seven to one, and 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 again, that would put gold around eleven eighty and silver just below fifteen dollars. Um, I don't see it going much lower than that, or I should say higher than that, uh, further devaluation than that. You know, time will tell. Crazier things have happened. You know, another ten percent devaluation of the yuan, which which would equate to to it being, oh, maybe seven point four to one, seven point five to one. Um, that would, well, that'd be a ten percent drop in, in both silver and gold, right? That's gonna be a buck fifty, you know, buck fifty uh, off the price of, current price of silver. That's gonna be about um, one hundred twenty dollars off the current price of, of gold. You know, possibility exists, but when you put it in that in those terms, another ten percent, um, it, it sounds very irresponsible. It sounds like that. So it sounds like a policy that China's government and their central bank is just not willing to pursue. Um, so, so I, I hope this has been helpful to you guys. If, if you've been asking yourself, you know, what. What is next for silver and gold? What is um, how much lower is it going to go? You know, as we see the price continue to drop this morning again, as the Chinese yuan has been weakened, just remind yourself that that you're playing a risky game if if you're waiting for the Chinese yuan to be devalued uh, below seven to one, right to to seven point one, seven point two. If you're waiting for silver to drop to fourteen fifty or fourteen dollars or gold to eleven fifty, you're playing a risky game. I, I think that you know the the potential for them to drop further that certainly exists, but how much further um, is really the question. And and I, I think not not a whole lot further, right? Just like I don't think the yuan is going to be devalued a whole lot more. I could be wrong, and and you know what? If I'm wrong, so be it. We we get silver and gold at a cheaper price. 
And I, I personally am, am not going to complain about that over the short term. Um, but, you know, it's just a risky game. I, make your own investment decisions, right? I've, I've just said for a while now to, to hold out for something like $13, uh, $13 silver or, you know, sub $1,000 gold. It's a risky game you're playing because both of those assets have a ton of upward potential, but very limited downside, I believe, right? Very limited downside for both of them. And, and to, you know, the, the last thing in the world that I would want is, is for somebody to have a huge amount, uh, just a pile of cash that they've been waiting to put into precious metals, Let's say 10 grand, right? And, and all of a sudden silver is not at, at 15, 30 an ounce. It's up at 17 or 18 or 20 and, and gold's up, you know, moving back to, to $1,300, $1,400 an ounce. And, you know, all of a sudden they've, they've missed out on a, a huge a huge buying opportunity, but certainly make these decisions for yourself. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section on, on this on this correlation, this interesting correlation I've been talking about here. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.